Hello there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money. The financial coach, Ron Hebert, is with us, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster. Ron, we've touched over the years we've been doing Making Money. We talk about fund managers, people that manage, you know, hedge fund managers, as an example. A lot of, how many, did you, did you tell me, how many hedge funds are there right now? There's 30,000 hedge funds. And you know, that is as many or more than all the Burger King locations out there. And so there's just so many of them. How many of them are superstars? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. And it's a very, 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 very small handful. You know, it reminds me of the story. Uh, You know, and you've, uh, I think I've even heard you mention it on your show when you had your, your morning show about all the people who, when they were surveyed, thought they were in the top 25% of drivers. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. 85% of the population. Oh, I'm a very good driver. I'm a very good driver. <laughs> so I'm, like Rain Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the top. I'm, I'm in the top. Well, if you survey fund managers, that's what they think as well. That's how they advertise. Like, I'm unique. I'm the best. But are they really? And it's important to do your homework. And here are some tips that we're going to talk about uh, today that will help you separate the players from the posers. Okay, let's start. Research their track record. It's not hard to do, is it? Not that hard. And you know, people spend more time, Gord. I used to have a, uh, a lady that I knew who, when she got her hair cut, she'd go and buy 10 hair magazines. And she'd spend probably 30 or 40 hours researching a new style that she'd want. Or, you know, a typical guy buying a part for his, his Harley or, or for, for his muscle car. He'll spend 100 hours online going through and seeing where he can find the best price. The point is, that stuff generally isn't making you any money. And the stuff that makes you money, people don't really spend the time committing to doing the research to to understanding it. But there are people that have done so. For example, CXOadvisory.com is a website that every investor should bookmark. It gives accuracy gradings to many gurus' forecasts and informs you, frankly, if they're worth li- listening to. And you want to ask yourself, does this guru have a history of ups and downs? Uh, you know, they, if, if they do, you know they invest in a hot trend and ride it all the way up and then ride it all the way back down. And too many fund managers still believe their own press releases and are convinced the trend that they've just loaded up on is going to last forever. Unfortunately, when it doesn't, they often don't have a lot of their own money in this stuff. And you, the believing investor, end up taking the hit. How many times have you mentioned on the show, you know, everybody will tell you when to buy. Nobody tells you when to sell. <laughs> If you get a chance to look at investment firm research, go to the back page. They're required now to tell you what percentage of their recommendations are buy, hold, and sell. Typically, buy and hold are 90 plus percent, and sell are typically between one and four percent. Not very much. So you're told to buy, but you're not told how to sell. And frankly, you can be told the story. There's lots of very good storytellers that make the media all the time that are great storytellers. They can spin a yarn and make it very believable. But you've got to check their track record. You've got to look to see how well they've actually done before you commit your cash. 
Okay, so we've researched their track record. Then you have to ask yourself, well, what are they investing in? What sector are they dumping money into, correct? Yeah, generally, if someone outperforms everybody else by such a wide margin, the most important question you've got to ask is why? Why are they doing better than everybody else by such a huge percentage point? And often it's because they're in hot sectors like crypto or cannabis or self-driving cars or today the new one is AI, of course. And unfortunately, nothing grows to the stars, not even hot stock market trends. Big risk goes hand in hand with big rewards, but also big losses. Many managers make one great call in their career. I mean, I remember guys that called the collapse in 1979 to 81. And I don't think they had a correct call since. And they were living off that call. You know, they'd go on a, on a show and they'd advertise them as, the, as one of the few guys that uh, got the early 80s correct. Or, you know, one of the few guys that got the 1987, uh, the Black Monday, uh, correct. And they accuracy, their ability to, to do more than just, you know, they're like the guys that had one one hit song in their entire career, and they go around Las Vegas, and that's all they play is their one hit song, because they don't have anything else. They really don't have consistency, and unless you're going to be a managed, if you're going to get your money managed, you aren't going to survive on one major hitting the ball over the fence once. You need to have consistent report performance for 20, 30, 40 years. And a lot of these guys, you're just not going to get it. It's going to go up and it's going to come right back down. A lot of these managers leverage a lot, don't they? To, oh, yeah. 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 Let's take long-term capital, which was uh, the all-star in the 1990s. And it had some of the most acclaimed market experts, including two Nobel Prize winning economists uh, that were making their predictions. So, you know, in baseball, I'd say they'd, they'd say you had a stacked bench. You know, you had, you had a lot of firepower there. And the uh, firm aimed to do some very complex derivative trading strategies, but they'd leverage themselves 25 to 1. In other words, for every dollar of capital that they had, they borrowed $25. And the end result was investors made a killing over a four-year period. They quadrupled their money. But then over a period of a couple months, the thing exploded and they lost it all. So leverage is definitely a two-edged sword. And if, if you, know, you found somebody that's made big returns and they've used enormous amounts of other people's money to get there, well, when it starts going the other way, uh, when, you, when only one out of... Uh, $26 belongs to you and the rest belong to the banks. Believe me, they take their money first. So the first four, if the fund drops 4% at 25 to one leverage, you have no money left. You're <laughs> gone. gone. It's gone. Yeah. Okay. So survival is the key here. Uh, how do you, you know, they're going like crazy. As you say, 30,000 of them, they're producing almost as much as the mosquito population did this year. How, what do you do? What? How do you look at this? Well, the average hedge fund is extinct in three years. 
You know, they've got a lifespan of a mosquito, really. So if you want to add hedge funds to diversify your portfolio, and I'm not saying you shouldn't, because hedge funds can be a very decent diversification because there's managers out there that have been around for a while. But you want to look for people that have some longevity, that have been around for 5 or 10 or 15 years, and put up some reasonably consistent numbers. And that will allow you to shorten your list dramatically. I mean, if if they only last three years and there's 30,000 of them, well, it, it, it doesn't take you long to, uh, to, to shorten your, your, your buy list by, by just looking at the longevity of the fund. Size matters. Like, uh, you know, I, and let, let, just for clarification, in my own mind here, Warren Buffett is not a hedge manager, is he? He's no. an investment fund. Yeah, he's an investment fund. But, but, but Here's a guy who's been around a long time and yeah, he's, he's done started, exceptionally well. Yeah, he's, done, he's been investing since the 1960s. But size matters. I mean, you take a look at someone who's 300 pounds and can, has a 500-pound bench press. Well, he's probably great on a front line of a football team. And he's going to get paid exceptionally well for protecting protecting the backfield. But you put him on a high bar or a balance beam, and that guy isn't going to do much. He's not going to be on the Olympic team, the, the Canadian Gymnastic Olympic team this year, because he's just too big. And when funds get to be too big, and Warren Buffett has grown to the point where, I mean, he's got a massive amount of uh, size. Well, the bigger you get, the harder it is for you to grow. And so... Uh, when a fund manager gets too much uh, claim, all of a sudden money's pouring in, and he's dealing with a waterfall of money uh, flowing in, and frankly, often just doesn't have enough ideas to manage it. So uh, you want to be very careful about finding someone who's instantly become a superstar, and they get all this money pouring in, because usually it doesn't, doesn't help their returns at all. They just got too big too fast. And you, you mentioned, you touched on artificial intelligence. You and I have talked about this off when we're not putting the show together. And people are, are saying, well, AI should be able to pick stocks for me. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. There's one AI uh, exchange-traded fund where they use uh, AI-powered uh, algorithms to, to help them pick securities. Uh, in a four and a half year period since its inception, was, which was October 2017, the AIEQ Artificial Intelligence Exchange Traded ETF, big long name, has averaged over that four and a half year period 16.1%. That's not per year, that's total return, compared with the S&P 500's gain of 63.9% over the same period of time. So eventually- Four times, times, basically, yeah. yeah. Eventually, uh, AI's going to have a role running portfolios, but frankly, it's just not ready for prime time yet. Okay, so, and and I think to sum this up, you, you have to ask yourself the question, and it's not just about investing, it's about a lot of things in life. If it just seems too good to be true, often it's not, right? No, it's too good to be true, absolutely. So there are superstar fund managers, but like a four-leaf clover, they're kind of rare. In my 40 years in the business, I can probably count the superstar fund managers on maybe one or two hands out of the tens of thousands of managers I rub shoulders with in the industry over, over that length of time. Most are here today and gone tomorrow. And like we said, many of them are like the one-hit wonders uh, you can uh, that briefly top the charts, especially in the 70s and 80s. They came, they became famous, and then three months you never heard of them again. 
So it's a you know the old the old caution rule persists here, right? We've given you some pointers on how to size up a fund manager. Do your homework on this before you jump in with both feet. Don't just buy the hype. Is basically what you're saying, Ron, right? Absolutely. There you go. The financial coach Ron Hebert with some advice on fund managers. We're back next week to talk about a topic that uh, well we hear a lot about this. We we touched briefly on electric cars a couple of shows ago. They run on batteries. Those batteries usually have lithium in them. We're going to talk about lithium, which is, uh, well, it's it's an omnipresent topic right now. And lithium demand has uh, doubled in the last five years. It's expected to double again. So there's a growing market for this stuff, and we're going to talk about how to play it. There you go. We're back next week with another edition of Making Money. On behalf of Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We will join you then. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.